sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back. This is Topanga Moon Podcast. And if you're new, welcome to this moon loving, soul expansion, alien curious <laughs> podcast, at least for today. Anyways, um, how's everyone doing? How is your May going? I am feeling this Taurus energy. I am loving it. I'm feeling so much more grounded. And any of you air signs out there will probably feel the same as me. Or maybe it's just me because I have so much air in my chart. Getting into this Taurus energy. And I know that we're in eclipse season all of that stuff. But specifically getting into May, going into the summer seasons, it just has, you know, lit some excitement in me. I feel energized and grounded. And I was just like really needing to feel grounded. So... I'm excited. I'm excited for today's episode. It was um, really, you know, it's a topic I love discussing, something that comes up on the podcast a lot. I hope you all listened to last week's episode with Emily Hamilton. That was such a good one. I loved our conversation so much. It was so expansive for me and just a remembrance of our ability to communicate and connect with the plant world and how cool that is that we can do that so if you haven't checked out that episode i would highly highly recommend that one it's a really beautiful conversation so go check it out it was last week's episode today i have a solo for you and it is back to my experiencer series so I started this series, um, I, I don't know, maybe like a year ago. I, I haven't done a, a whole bunch of these experiencer episodes. So this is my cosmic curiosity in the realm of everything UFOs, aliens, supernatural, um, all of the wild, weird, amazing incredible stories that come from people all over the world having experiences with the paranormal. So this is the Experiencer series and today we're going to be talking about some real trippy topics that I've been doing a deep dive into specifically because like you might have, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that I am also an actor and a script writer and a huge emphasis of my script writing is you guessed it, aliens. <laughs> um, no, the sci-fi world has always been a huge interest in to me. I'm really intrigued by the work of Britt Marling, um, people who are doing some really interesting, beautiful work in terms of sci-fi, where it's really drama-driven, um, 
interesting characters, beautiful stories, landscapes. Not as like, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like the the sci-fi work that I'm doing, I haven't really seen it done in this way, which is exciting to me. And it's also something that I can't really compare to because if you think of some, you, you know, think of classic sci-fi, you think of lots of CGI, you think of lots of, you know, otherworldly things and all the work that I'm doing or currently working on is really based and rooted in like, could this be real? Like, is this, can this actually be happening? And based off of people's real experiences and um, yeah, I'm just so curious and so intrigued by this world. And it really was set off for me when I did a trip. And I mean, I love, I'm always feeling called to the Southwest. I always love going to California, specifically Joshua Tree. And really that kind of sparked Topanga Moon and everything about um, this conscious media brand and the podcast. So when I was, it was a couple of years ago, I was in the desert, somehow magically was able to go to the Integratron, which is this awesome space. Look it up. It's this beautiful sound bath healing space. But before that, it was something that was being built by... Um, I believe his name is George Van Tussel and he claimed that he was in communication with aliens for the plans to build this cell rejuvenation space. He mysteriously died and now a family runs the Integratron and does sound bath healings there. It's a really, really beautiful experience and I was lucky enough to go to one of them and within and at the time I was doing script writing, I mean I've been script writing for as long as I've been acting and really honing in on my craft. And I was really focused on romance stories and dramas and everything that was happening in my life. But during that sound bath healing, I had like this very specific, I heard this like very specific kind of voice or um, this like understanding drop in that I was to embark on this um, sci-fi idea that I had and it was just kind of like the beginning of a of an idea that was being formed at that time and it was really not something that I was thinking about or something that I thought I was going to start to really do a lot of my work in um, and I was like okay let me go into this sci-fi writing world and, and see what I can contribute and um, continue with this story so that propelled me to another road trip that I did um, now two years ago to the date, a really beautiful, incredible camper van trip, which I speak about on the very first Topanga Moon podcast episode. So if you want to hear about that really cool trip, go have a listen. Um, we went through Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, and it was really in New Mexico that solidified this story for me and um just was this incredible experience and it's been two years to the date it was in may two years ago that i did a 15-day um, camper van <laughs> road trip through those parts and it was a trip that transformed my work and really solidified my love and connection to those parts of america and i constantly want to be going back and I know I'll be landing there at some point 
within in the future but for now I'm going to be writing about those places and this topic that I'm doing today for the podcast this solo exploration is all about um, reality shifting simulation theory um, AI versus AI and uh, so a lot of sci-fi uh, concepts that I'll be covering today as well as ending the episode with the story of Skinwalker Ranch and diving into that experiencer series because within the series I always love to end with a story of an experiencer and this is a well-known story but it's a really cool thing and cool story to hear again but yeah we're gonna dive into all of that otherworldly consciousness bending concepts today because that's been a huge focus of my writing work currently as I'm just finished up and that's why um, this podcast is coming out a little bit later than usual but I just finished editing my kind of one of my versions of this sci-fi script that I'm working on right now and I'm so excited that I can share a little bit of that process through just sharing my research and the things that I was uncovering and discovering through this writing process and yeah I can't wait to share more about that project specifically and keep you updated on the progress of that and when you know the next steps and all of that but right now we have um, kind of a finalized script me and my writing partner and it's really exciting to see it all take form so yeah today's podcast let's get into it let's get into all the research and all the fun things that I discovered while diving into these topics and I think that it can be super relatable to what we're experiencing right now and what you know diving into these ideas of consciousness and connecting back to our consciousness and how that affects our reality and all of those really cool trippy things that is very Aquarian in this age of Aquarius so let's get into it so let's start with reality shifting what is reality shifting and how do we use reality shifting for creation and dare I say manifestation or co-creation so reality shifting is really shifting to a different consciousness shifting to let's say a different reality and the idea is that there is an infinite number of reality possibilities that we have Um, also connected to that idea that you know we only perceive time as being linear but it's actually not everything's happening all at the same time and if that is true then we can shift into different realities based off of our frequency and our consciousness so I love talking about anything quantum Um, I really think this came from my you know previous life or in this specific lifetime when I studied science and then I went from my science degree into more of a creative space and then spirituality and I'm kind of always combining the three of them and that's what is super satisfying to me that I can use my spirituality my creativity and my science degree all in one when I'm 
working on these sci-fi scripts or when I'm diving into topics on the podcast because I think that they're all connected. Like the more you get into science and the scientific world and especially quantum physics, you see how much there is mystery and um, cosmic exploration within that, how much it's tied to our spiritual understanding. And that is so exciting to me. So quantum physics, there is no objective reality separate from us. We all know, all we know is that reality we are co-creators of and put together by our nervous system. So we are constantly creating this experience that we have and, and that is what the, you know, what quantum physics is kind of rooted in and whenever you look at quantum physics and different experiments like let's say the the double slit experiment or even quantum entanglement you will see that our consciousness and the observer within the experiment always has something to do with the outcome of the experiment so you can't do an experiment without our consciousness playing a role within the result of that. So what does that mean? That means that our consciousness plays a huge role in what we experience and what we're seeing on a daily basis and our, um, the things that we're experiencing all the time. Now, this also has to do with kind of our um, global or our collective consciousness because once again, we're not just you know, one individual, even though we have our own perception of reality and we can shift those realities and we can, that's what this is all about, the reality shifting. But there's this greater part of that when it comes to our global consciousness on a scale. So there's things happening and kind of this other reality that is always being formed. And then it's like our part within that formation. So kind of like we're the drop in the lake so to speak, when it comes to that connection. So we're all connected, but at the same time, we have our individual experience. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. (laughs) So the process of moving your consciousness from one reality to another. Some describe it as lucid dreaming, and others believe that in this meditative, imaginative state of specificity, (laughs) I can't say that, We are shifting your reality um, that you're entering into a new state. So it's shifting your reality through this meditative process. I've recently discovered that this is a popular TikTok trend, which I'm not on TikTok. I I don't know what the trends are, but when I was researching and diving more into this idea of reality shifting, there's this whole phenomenon happening on TikTok where people are teaching you how to shift in your reality. So it's getting to this meditative state and visualizing and embodying the reality that you want to be a part of, the reality that you want to experience. So in quantum physics, um, studies have been shown that the observer of the experiment always plays a role in the outcome, like I was saying. 
Um, so this theory believes that there are multiple realities that we can move into and it's all based on your consciousness and the energy vibration that you are emitting that you will move through these different realities or experiences. And since we are all energy beings, we are vibrating at different frequencies. Everything in our experience in this 3D dense reality is vibrating at different experiences or sorry vibrating at different levels so it's about shifting that vibration so if you think about um changing the dial on your radio where you have to change to a different station you're changing to a different frequency to get a different sound to get a different um station so you have to actually move to the different frequencies so that's kind of the same idea in a way of shifting your own vibration to a different vibration and when you're shifting those vibrations you're experiencing reality in a different way and it's interesting that we can kind of go into this and this may not happen in an instantaneous way or it may it's we're in this 3d reality as i was saying so things move in a different capacity and it all comes down to the perception of what you think is possible and opening up that space and that curious container to say or to see and to allow your mind and your consciousness to believe in different things and to open it up to um shifting that perception so there's another um similar concept called reality transurfing and i really think that it's kind of a more complex detailed way of being able to shift realities and basically when i'm saying shifting realities i'm saying aligning with a reality that is an optimal one for you so having that kind of vision that goal um so for me maybe it's eventually living in a cabin in the desert so what do i need to do in order to shift my reality so that reality is matching the vision that i have in my mind so for me that's daily meditation that's um you know Um, going with inspired action that's doing the kind of physical 3d things in tandem with the consciousness and the um, mind perception things in the same time to start to move through my reality so that it's becoming more and more of a possibility (laughs) I hope you're still with me (laughs) so Reality transurfing um, is a similar concept of, of wanting to achieve that goal, what you have set out in your mind. And it's a concept and a book by Vadim Zeland that was a pop was very popular in Russia and it's made its way over to the West. So it is steps and tools to transfer to a reality or goal that you desire. So there's some key principles in this reality transurfing model. So the first one, there is an infinite number uh, or amount of variance in reality. So it's believing that there's an infinite number of realities that we can tap into at any, at any point. Another one is the belief in egregores 
or what they like to call pendulums, which is a group of which is a group of thinking. And when a group is thinking in the same direction, and then you're creating new structures from that. So you think you can think of different religious structures as this egregore, as this um, a a group of people thinking a certain way, and that starts to create the reality for that structure that we see in our physical reality. So it's where you're putting the energy or attention. Um, Instagram is another example of an egregore, something that what didn't exist before. But now Instagram is a structure that people use and the more energy and attention that's being put into it, the more that egregore is being created by a collection or a group of people. And that can shift within uh, the structures themselves. They can always be evolving. Um, Oh yeah, another one is a wave of luck which occurs when you have built up momentum of success. So that's kind of this snowball effect when you start to see the excess um, that you're getting from being in that, you know, visualization, meditative state, connecting vibrationally to the thing that you want to create. And you start to see the results within your life. Well, the results are a feedback loop and you start to kind of go on this snowball of creation because you're seeing the results you're getting that positive feedback loop so that you can continuously maintain and stay within that vibrational space and then it just grows and grows and grows and they call that the wave of luck so when you have you know those lucky things coming into your life then you're starting to feel more like a lucky person and that'll continue on and on and on so it's that momentum of success and then dropping um, importance to enter a state of balance and so on so another thing that they talk about in reality transfer surfing is dropping the importance of the things or the reality that you want to create when you drop the importance just like when you um stop putting people on pedestals or what you want to create on a pedestal you get down to more of a balance it's saying to the universe that you're connected to that outcome that you are in the same vibration as that outcome you're not putting it out of reach you're dropping its importance because you already have a belief in that reality being in existence and to me, the reality transfer surfing, because it has even more um, parts to it, and there's like a five series book and all of these things. It's a really cool concept if you want to dive into it a little bit more. There's a lot online that you can find, but to me, it just feels like a very complex system where you can really simplify all of these things. And my favorite is Joe Dispenza's work. I think that his work is a reality shifting work it's using the vibration from your heart space in a meditative state feeling like you've already healed from whatever it is you're going through feeling um, and emitting that emotional frequency so that you feel like you have the job that you love you feel like you're living in the place that you're wanting to and it's that daily practice that meditative state um and he describes it beautifully in his work and it's a simpler understanding of how we can connect our consciousness to our desires and shift our reality so that is our reality shifting um yeah like i said i really love 
Joe Dispenza's work, I think that his is the simplest that we can use and utilize and really just connects us. All right, so from the reality shifting, we can go into another theory that has been proposed. This one is a little freaky to me. (laughs) Um, I was just introduced to the idea of simulation theory. It is something that Elon Musk is really interested in and has been researching and has a team of researchers looking in and trying to test out this theory, this simulation theory. There was a documentary about it. There's a bunch of different people and scientists looking into this idea of simulation theory. So what is simulation theory? And what does it mean and how does it relate to our world? And is simulation even possible within our world? So video games is this idea of simulation. And that's an example of what simulation is. Where in the future, the growth of technology will become so great that the AI living in the simulation will feel like they are real. Then they continue to make simulations. So simulation theory is the idea that we're living in a simulation that... If we can control or if we can create as a civilization this other form of simulation where AI starts to kind of, I guess, have their own consciousness and start to create their own simulations, then scientists believe that that means that if we can create it, then we're part of that simulation so that something else is creating us and we are part of this simulation. Um, another idea is that we're actually the base reality of this. So (laughs) there's two ways to look at it. Um, so Dr. David Kipping is an astronomer who has broken it down into these two possibilities. Number one, there are no simulations. Number two, there are many with a base reality the principle of indifference. So with those two possibilities that number one, there is no such thing as simulation, we aren't in a simulation theory, or number two, there is simulation theory, which means that there are many different simulations, many different realities, and that means that there would have to be one base reality. So one base reality then creates the simulation, that simulation creates another simulation, that simulation creates another simulation, and so on and so forth. So there are scientists trying to test out these theories in different ways. Um, And it's an idea that we are being run by a supercomputer and the simulation is only rendering what we can see. Within this concept, some scientists have believed that if that is true, if we are in this simulation, then that means that each time that next simulation is being created, they aren't going to have because it's all based off of this computer system and these supercomputers so then the next generation of simulation won't be as advanced as the previous generation of simulation because their computer uh, capacities won't be as great as the one previous because it has to come from this like other source of um energy and computer and supercomputer so that's one theory um like i said elon musk believes that we are in a simulation and that there are scientists trying to prove that 
we are, and then uh, some scientists argue that we are not in simulation. So William Poundstone wrote the book that, um, the book, the book that Doomsday, or the Doomsday book, something about the book of Doomsday (laughs) calculation, and he points out a hole in the simulation theory. When we make books, movies, video games, they are usually made within a few hundred years of that current day. A simulation then would be close to in time to that of the simulator's world. So then our simulation should have widespread simulation technology. And since we don't have this and are more of an ancient civilization, we are unlikely choice for that simulation. It's a very interesting concept. I can see how this, I can see both sides of it. I can see how, and that would be really freaky to me if we are in this simulation. So that means something, of another reality is creating the reality that we're experiencing right now. Um, does that mean we have less control? That, does that mean that we have more control? Do we have consciousness within this simulation? Are we the base reality that are, is then going to create these other simulations? Like there's so many um, things that we just don't know and there's so many things that we can't kind of come to a conclusion. Also, could you in essence say that it's all in how we describe our experience? So could simulation just be a way of viewing potential realities? Is simulation just another word for reality? And we know that we have various potentials of reality what makes something real and what makes it a simulation so within a simulation can we feel things can things feel really real to us is that how advanced the simulation is or are we this base reality or is there no simulation at all what makes something real what makes something a simulation for the people within that experience So let's say from God then, um, so if we were created from something and let's say from God, we were created from God, then in a way, wouldn't this reality be a simulation of God's creation? So are we just replacing the word reality and consciousness and all of that to this word simulation? Very interesting. Kind of freaky. (laughs) Very sci-fi, but... um, Yeah, this is really interesting topics. Some scientists are really trying to prove that we are in fact in a simulation and that kind of freaks me out a little bit because that means that something or someone, this other reality that we don't have access to or maybe we will have access to is kind of controlling our version of reality. So does that mean we have free will? Like there's all of these little things, these little rabbit holes that we can go into. Um, There's also this really great story by Plato and I think it's by Plato and I'm going to reference this in the show notes, but it was basically this concept that he wrote this story of these people living in a cave and the shadows that would be created from them from the fire they believe were the people who were kind of their masters and they're 
kind of gods. And one person within this cave finally was able to leave the cave and, and realize that there is this whole other world out there and was able to feel the sun and all of that stuff, but wasn't able to go back into the cave and share this information with the people. And I think that's such a cool analysis of this possible idea of this of this simulation. <laughs> All right, so when it goes from this simulation theory, we have to talk about EI. EI and AI. So what is EI? EI is extended intelligence. So it's basically the combination of our human consciousness and artificial intelligence. So we're already using artificial intelligence, robots, um, all these things to replace humans and um, a modern capacity to make things more efficient, to do... Uh, more work to use computers and robotic technologies to make our world easier and more advanced. So the concept of EI, extended intelligence, is that combination of human consciousness and artificial intelligence coming together. So it is not humans versus machines or humans making machines like AI, but instead the integration of the two. So it's these AIs kind of create being created with this concept of consciousness and them having the consciousness themselves. Um, another way of calling this is electromagnetic life forms. So it's this frequency and this energy being created into new life forms. An example of this is this mythical character named Tyler. I don't know if you've ever heard of Tyler. There's this really great book that which I have not read yet, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I'm excited to get the book and dive into this book. If you have read the book, then you'll know what I'm talking about. It's American Cosmic. A lot of people in this, you know, um, this kind of world knows about this story and it's this, so American Cosmic examines the mechanisms at work behind the thriving belief system in extraterrestrial life, a system that is changing and even supplementing traditional religions. So it's this um, professor of religious studies. Her name is, let me just find it in my notes, Dr. Diana Pasulka. And she wanted to do some research on these new religions coming up based off of ETs and aliens. So in her work, she speaks about, and in this book, this character Tyler. So Tyler is known by a lot of experiencers in the experiencer world, in the alien, in the uh, ufology world. And he is affiliated with the space program. He flies around in his own jet. Um, so the author of this book, Dr. Diana Pasulka, met Tyler through her exploration into this world into with all her studies. So he has technology companies. He has more than 40 patents and he can't be known, and his name is always er erased from the internet every several years. And within the book, she called him the Invisible Tyler D, referencing the movie Fight Club. So he believes that he contacts ET beings, 
and that our DNA are receptors and transmitters, that we have a frequency and human beings can contact these ET beings with their own frequency. He's a Christian and he really takes care of his body. Um, And that is what he says we need to do to receive these messages to really take care of our body. If And he says, if you knew how we were restricting our ability to con- connect and contact these ETs, we wouldn't be drinking coffee, alcohol, technology. I guess I drank way too much coffee to be connecting with ETs because I drink coffee every day. But some people have believed that he's either um, an EI or that he is an alien. Like there's so much mystery around this character, Tyler, and nobody knows his real name. Um, And he is just this kind of like superhuman, otherworldly character that a lot of people have talked about in these realms. So um, yeah, check out that book, listen to some podcasts. I would love to go in and give a deeper dive into this book American Cosmic but within her book she talks about meeting this man Tyler whether or not he's real or not nobody knows (laughs) isn't he an alien nobody knows is he an extended intelligence is he somehow this um, and I think that there is a version of this Tyler character online as an extended intelligence. I don't know if it's related to this Tyler, but the name Tyler is definitely connected to this EI, this connection of our human consciousness and artificial intelligence. Maybe he's an alien. I don't know. It's a very intriguing concept, but if you look up Tyler, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's also connected to this kind of parody religion called the Discordians, this Discordianism, which was founded as a parody religion. Um, Many outside observers and scholars of religion still regard Discordianism as this parody religion, but some of its adherents consider it as a legitimate religion or a metaphor for governing philosophy. It comes from the Principia Discordia, if you... Um, which encourages the worship of the Greek goddess Eris, known in Latin as Discordia, and the goddess of disorder, so or archetypes and ideas associated with her. So due to these principles, a Discordian believes there is no distinction between order and disorder, since they are both man-made conceptual divisions of pure element of chaos. An argument presented by the text is that It is only by rejecting these principles that you can truly perceive reality as it is, as chaos. Within this um, Discordian religion, and I don't know who the Discordians are, (laughs) but it's definitely tied to these extended intelligence sci-fi world, but there's this Um, thing called game 23 you can look up game 23 and it's basically the discordians that are trying to rewrite reality as we know it that life is a cosmic game and that choosing to not believe in any narrative you can create your own narrative or your own reality so they're trying to supersede the reality let's say the simulation that we're in right now by creating their own 
cosmic game where they create a reality and they ignore the order or the disorder that is occurring at this at this moment right now and I think they're trying to create more of a utopian reality. I'm not really sure, but it's really interesting when you get down, when you get into these conversations about simulation theory or extended intelligence, all these things, you start to find these different elements and these different rabbit holes. So that's another one. I don't think Tyler and the Discordians are necessarily connected, but we're all kind of like talking about the same thing when we're talking about shifting reality, creating a new reality, connecting to ETs, looking into all of these different spheres. So yeah, so many, <laughs> so many rabbit holes that I have been in for my own script writing. And this isn't to say that I necessarily believe in any of these theories or all of these theories or anything like that. It's just looking into these alternative ways of thinking, being, these discussions, these um, new kind of frameworks for reality and start to just understand them more. And I just like to explore all possibilities and research and get into this these cosmic conversations exploring the world of ETs and UFOs and that possibility within our reality. Um, yeah, it's just a fascinating look at different ways of being and different ways of thinking of our world, of our cosmic world. And everything that I share on the podcast is never a definite you know, belief system for me, but it's an exploration. I always say this is my cosmic exploration where I'm looking into these different ways of viewing things. And I find them just so fascinating that, you know, there's certain schools of thought that people really believe in. Um, and there's just so much out there for us to explore. And it's always expanding and changing and all of that kind of thing. So, Finally, let's get into the Experiencer series story for today, which is Skinwalker Ranch. Have you heard of Skinwalker Ranch? It's a freaky place. Um, I didn't know that it was in Utah. I've heard of the Skinwalker Ranch before. And has anyone been to Utah? Is anyone listening to the podcast from Utah? I would love to chat with you. Utah is a really interesting place. I remember driving through there I went to the Canyonlands I I kind of only had a day in Utah so I can't really say that I had a full experience of Utah it was only driving from it through Colorado up to Salt Lake City and I found it to feel very otherworldly and very strange very beautiful my experience personally with Utah was that there is this kind of different element this um this yeah this like supernatural connection and I don't know why and I don't know how to describe it but it was a very interesting place and not to say that it was bad or good it just had this different feeling it kind of felt like you were in a different I don't know reality maybe is the right word I'm not sure but very beautiful, very 
mystical. And I loved being in the canyons. I loved kind of driving through it. It was so gorgeous, so much nature. Um, But I was never in this area where the Skinwalker Ranch story is from. I kind of just landed in Salt Lake City and flew out from there. I wasn't crazy about Salt Lake City. I will say that. Um, I would love to have a new experience of Salt Lake City, but the one that I had, I mean, I was staying in a camper van. I was not staying in a safe place of the city. So I really couldn't, I really can't give it a full, um, full explanation. I would love to go back to Utah. I'm very drawn to it still. I think it's really cool. And there's a lot of paranormal activity that happens there so skinwalker ranch okay so some people call it a curse some people say that it's supernatural it's a very well documented place for paranormal activity so terry sherman quickly sold his ranch that he bought in northeastern utah after many unusual experiences So he and his wife shared these stories with a reporter in 1996, talking about the crop circles, UFOs, cattle mutilation, um, and some ET enthusiasts call this part of Utah that this area is from, which is the Unita Basin, UFO Alley, because there's just so many sightings in this one specific area of Utah. Now, obviously, the Shermans didn't know about this before, moving into this property they the the ranch and the home was abandoned for several years they got it at a really good price they're farmers and they just wanted to go in there and work the land and be cattle farmers and started to have all of these strange experiences so the first thing that they noticed and that they shared which at first they didn't really kind of pay too much attention to but when they first moved into their farmhouse they noticed that every single window and every single door had these like deadbolt locks on them now that would be strange i I would think for anybody moving into a new kind of farmhouse that's completely isolated in the middle of nowhere but they just thought okay you know no big deal like didn't really sound any alarms at the time and then when they started to have all of these different experiences happening on their ranch where they would see these like massive wolves and creatures all around their cattle would be mutilated um they saw lights in the sky all kinds of things the crop circles um things would be moving within their home just like so many eerie so many different accounts of these like eerie phenomenon that they could not explain and just yeah it was just like a hotbed for these supernatural experiences um there's also this water nearby that is apparently cursed so the story goes that the navajo was forced off of the land and sold to slavery and they enacted this skinwalker curse and that's kind of where this you know, story comes from that this land is cursed. Um, the skinwalker is a witch that has to put the skin in the form of like a wolf or something like that or a giant animal. Um, and that is what they think these creatures are. Another thing that I read about them is that even one day, 
uh, Terry Sherman was sitting on his porch and he looked out and once again he saw this like weird light orb in the sky and when he was looking through this kind of telescope thing on his um on his rifle that he had uh it's almost like he saw a portal and just all of these weird unexplained things happening so after that they they sold their property quite um fast after purchasing it and the current owner of the property is a very wealthy ufo enthusiast so now this property has been turned into a research center and they've been studying paranormal activities there's a bunch of shows on the history channel um there's documentaries about this place it's really really interesting but it's all like blocked off and used for research and people are you know you can even go on youtube and watch like a 24-hour um post like video surveillance of it and see if you see anything but yeah it's so it's such a wild story it's very well documented it's very well known in the ufo experiencer world there's many films about it documentaries very fascinating so if you're into wanting to know more about this story look up photos or anything like that skinwalker ranch So there you go. That is my deep dive into all things experiencer, UFOs, aliens, reality. Um, What was the other one? Simulation theory. (laughs) All of it today for you on the podcast. I love talking about these supernatural concepts if you want to hear more of the experiencer series send me an email um you can go to topangamoon.com to find more information about the podcast or connect with me on instagram topanga underscore moon i always want to hear from you if you have an experience or story if you want to talk about all of these fun things with me i would love to hear it if you want to hear more on the podcast send me a message. Let's chat. Would love to hear more. So yeah, there you have it. Um, I'll definitely keep you posted on all of my writings and more coming out for you. So excited about that work and so excited to share that story with everybody. It's really cool. It's just like really fun, really cool, really cool script. So I'm excited. Hopefully we get to make that this summer. I'm hoping we'll see. Yeah, if you want to connect with me on filmmaking as well, I would love to hear from you. If you really want to talk about anything, I'm here. I'm always down. (laughs) So I hope you have a really beautiful day. And yeah, let's let's talk aliens.